Today's episode is sponsored by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BrainsOn. Just go to Indeed.com slash BrainsOn right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BrainsOn. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to BrainsOn, where we're serious about being curious. Brains On is supported in part by a grant from the National Science Foundation. Okay. I think if we just click that button. I did. Maybe if I... Oh, oh, I think we did it. We're on. Cue the theme music. I'm Kara. And I'm Gilly. We're two viruses with a dream and the ability to hack into podcast transmissions. And this is... Going viral with Kara and Gilly. We saw that Brain is trying to put out an episode about the immune system. And let's be honest, you don't need to hear about that. Talk about snooze fest. Immune system? More like impoon system. Huh? What? Oh, sorry. I heard the words immune system and I fell right to sleep. In addition to being boring, immune cells are, and I'm just going to say it, rude. So rude. Excuse me, this person invited me into their body. I'm just trying to make myself at home in a cell, and what do they do? They pick a fight. Those immune systems are always trying to destroy cute, talented little viruses like us. So what if I make the body feel sick? Isn't there room enough for all of us? Yeah, sharing is caring. Come on. Oh, care. Oh, okay. Our hold on this transmission is... Oh, no. This podcast feed has antiviral software. Quick! Disconnect! Disconnect! Disconnect before it gets us! First immune systems, now this? It ain't easy being virusy these days. Okay, bye, Virolinos. And remember, stay infecty. And don't get sanitized. Let's go! You're listening to Brains On from APM Studios. I'm Molly Bloom, and my co-host today is Colin from Marietta, Georgia. Hi, Colin. Hi. I'm so excited to be here today. We are very excited that you're here, too. Today, we're talking about the immune system. That's the name for all the parts of the body that help fight off things like harmful bacteria and viruses. The immune system protects us to keep us healthy. And when we do get sick, it fights off all of the bad stuff so we can be well again. Right. Now, Colin, this episode was inspired by an incredible drawing that you sent to us of the immune system. And we were like, wow, the immune system is so awe-inspiring and there are so many cool parts. We should explore this in an episode. So I'm wondering, what first got you interested in the immune system? I first got interested in the immune system because of a couple videos and books about it. And so you got a little bit interested, and then what happened? How did you learn more about it? Uh, it was mostly books, like a lot, a lot of books. So what would you say is your favorite immune cell? Probably the macrophage. Why? Mm, because it's basically just like the base of the immune system. It's like the main soldier. 
Yeah, macrophages are awesome, and we will be talking about those in just a little bit. And what do you think other kids would love to know about the immune system? Mm, That you couldn't live without it. If you didn't have an immune system, you would probably die in a few days. Yeah, it's really important, and we don't give it enough love. So I'm glad that you're here to help us with this episode. The immune system is so cool and so important, but it largely goes about its business without us knowing it. A lot of it is inside our bodies and so small that you need a powerful microscope to see it. It's the immune system's job to keep us healthy, fighting off bacteria and viruses and whatever else could make us sick. This is a big job, so it takes a lot of different body parts and cells all working together to keep us safe. It's a lot to keep track of, so let's paint a picture. I like to imagine my body like a city. The city is made of cells. Some cells form giant organs, like the heart or lungs. I picture these as gorgeous buildings and factories. Other cells I imagine as different creatures. Red blood cells are like unicorns galloping around the city, delivering oxygen and clearing out that carbon dioxide. My muscle cells are like dragons, taking sugar and breathing out fiery energy. And the cells of the immune system are like depictions as lovable monsters. Lovable and helpful monsters. So helpful. And the viruses and bacteria are like different kinds of bad robots who are trying to take over the city. Your body's first line of defense against germs is to try to keep these bad things from getting into the body in the first place. So in our city, let's imagine our skin as being a big wall around the city. It blocks out those bad robot viruses from just waltzing in and making a mess of things. This wall is impenetrable, but my sensors detect openings over there. Yeah. Germs often try to get in through openings in our body, places like our noses, mouths, or eyes. So in our city, there are indeed some openings in the wall, so things can go in and out of the city. But these passageways are full of mucus and hairs, the science to keep the invading robots out. Oh no, this is sticky. I am stuck. And just like when germs try to enter through your nose or mouth or eyes, there are other ways your body tries to get them out, like coughing or sneezing or tearing up. Yeah, the passageways in the wall have auto-eject sensors. Trying to push through this sticky... (laughs) Oh, no. And if a germ does happen to make it into your stomach, the acid there will often take care of it. The stomach acid is like there's a moat full of molten lava at the end of one of the entrances to the city. I have succeeded and navigated the passageway of mucus. Systems are go to attack. Oh, drat, I am melting. But let's say one of these robot invaders makes it past the first line of physical barriers, Past the wall, past the mucus, past the hair, past the sneezes and the coughs. 
Don't worry, the city has lots of other ways to defend itself. Our bodies have helpful microbes living inside and on us. These are bacteria and viruses that aren't harmful to us, and in fact can actually be helpful and keep the bad bacteria and viruses out. It's like having friendly robots hanging out near the entrances, crowding out the bad robots. I traversed the mucus and now am ready to invade. Hello, I am a robot too. My name is Gary. Are you a good robot or a bad robot? Hi, Gary. Oh, hi, Mary. That is not a good robot. My sensors say it is one of those bad robots trying to invade the city. Apologies, bad robot. We are only accepting good robots at this time. We like living in this city body, and we don't want you to destroy it. Goodbye. 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 Betrayed by robots. No. If germs are able to get past these physical barriers and the friendly microbes, there's another line of protection that's always ready to go. This is called the innate immune system. The innate immune system is a defense that is always on, waiting to destroy pathogens. Pathogen is what we call the bad bacteria and viruses and other stuff that can make us sick. Pathogen equals bad stuff. In our city here, the pathogens are bad robots, and our innate immune cells are those friendly monsters I mentioned. So it's time for... Robots versus Monsters! We're friendly monsters with a killer instinct! And please don't lump those bad robots in with us good ones. Care to try again? Bad robots versus friendly monsters! Thank you. So anyways, once the bad robots make it into the city, their friendly monsters are there to greet them and eat them. In your body, we call the immune system white blood cells, and there are many different kinds of white blood cells. Two of the ones that are always on, ready to defend at the drop of a hat, are the neutrophils and the macrophages. Speaking of which, look, this Phil, the neutrophil. My name's Neutrophil, I'm at your service. I've got no time to kill, I'm at your service. Oh, hey there, my name's Phil the neutrophil, and I'm roaming around looking for robots. Gonna eat a robot. Oh, there's one. Ooh, delicious. And here comes a macrophage. Oh, oh, nice job, Phil. Ha-ha, <laughs> thanks, Mac the macrophage. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Macrophages also eat bad robots. And like neutrophils, they have another power, too. Oh, yeah. When they eat pathogens... You mean bad robots? Yes, bad robots. They give off signals called cytokines that let other immune cells know something is up. It's like sounding the alarm. So the area will get inflamed, calling more innate immune cells over to make sure no other bad robots are getting in. In our city, monsters like Mac the macrophage here fight after they eat. Oh, excuse me. And other friendly monsters smell it and make their way over. Mac? Oh, that was Mac. Smells like he ate a bad robot. Hey, macrophages, there are some bad robots that need chomping. And I'm hungry. I'm coming, Mac. Oh, man, here comes the dendritic cell. Now we're talking. 
Dendritic cells are another type of white blood cell. They're an important part of the immune system, as you will see in a bit. Hi, I'm Denny, the dendritic cell. Come out, come out, little bad robot. I'm not going to eat you. Oh, that's a relief. I'm just going to break you into pieces and then wear them like a gown. Oh, no. Looking good, Denny. Thanks, Mac. Whoa, that was intense. After dendritic cells like Denny break apart pathogens and put them on their surface, these broken apart bits are called antigens. These antigens are super important to the next phase of stopping the robot invasion. We'll hear about that in a minute, but first I have something for you to break apart, Colin. It's time for... Here it is. Okay, that is really short, so we should hear it at least a couple more times. Okay, Colin, what do you think? It sounds a lot like a horn. I think it's maybe like a type of horn, maybe on like an old-fashioned car or something. Mm, Very good guess. Well, we'll be back with the answer and give you another chance to guess after the credits at the end of the show. We're working on an episode about telekinesis. That's the word used to describe the superpower of moving things with your mind. If you had the superpower, what would you use it for? So Colin, how about you? What would you use telekinesis for? Uh, I really don't like global warming. So if I could, I would probably shoot most of the carbon dioxide out into outer space. That is a really good use. Superhero-like very awesome. What would your superhero name be if you were saving the planet like that? Carbon Colin? Ooh! Yes, Carbon Colin. I love it. Well, listeners, you can send a recording of your answer to us at brainson.org slash contact. While you're there, you can also send us mystery sounds, drawings, and questions. Like this one. My name's Lois. My question is, what is tree bark made out of? You can find an answer to that by heading to our Moment of Um podcast. We're bringing you bite-sized answers to your big questions every weekday. Find it wherever you listen to Brains On. And remember, you'll hear an answer to the mystery sound after the credits. So keep listening. Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org slash academy. Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org slash academy. You're listening to Brains On from APM Studios. I'm Colin. And I'm Molly. And we're explaining how the immune system works. Right. Remember, 
If your body is like a city, the immune system is like the creature helping defend that city from things called pathogens, you know, viruses or bacteria. In our example, pathogens are bad robots and the immune system cells are friendly monsters. Okay, cue the music. So last we left our fair body city, Denny the dendritic cell had destroyed a bad robot trying to invade the city and is now wearing pieces of said robot like a gown. Those pieces are now called antigens. Right, and now Denny is heading to the nearest lymph node. There are lymph nodes all over your body, in your armpits, on your neck, even ones that line your intestines. In our city, the lymph nodes are like radio stations. You're listening to WNOD, where easy listening means easy lymphening. Oh, and we're interrupted by a guest in the studio. <laughs> oh, hey, Danny the Dendritic Cell, good to see you. Tell them. Tell them it's time. Oh, dear golly gosh, Danny. Danny, you're covered in bad robot antigen bits. Red alert. Red alert. This is not a drill. There are bad robots roaming our city. I repeat, there are bad robots roaming our city. Here's why help is needed. These bad robots can make copies of themselves. But to do that, they need to break into offices around the city and use their photocopiers and 3D printers. This allows them to make lots and lots more bad robots. Viruses do this in your body by breaking into the cells of your body and using their materials to make more viruses. Then they destroy the cell. It's bad news. To make matters worse, viruses tend to have special parts that let them easily open and enter a cell. It's like they were designed to break into our body cells. So in our example, our bad robot pathogens just happen to have keys for hands that can unlock every office in the city. And once they start breaking into the offices and making copies... Copies that will want to break into more buildings and make more copies... Our cities are in trouble. Soon they're crawling with bad robots, which means our bodies are feeling sick. So, back to the lymph node radio stations. They send out their signal when they hear about the robot invasion. And these signals from the lymph nodes call in the adaptive immune cells... These are specialized fighters, T-cells and B-cells. T-cells are the friendly monsters in charge. Macrophages, it's time to step up your game. And B-cell monsters, it's your time to shine. Roger that, T-cell monster. Here we come! (gasps) Look! Look at the B-cell monsters parachuting in to fight the bad robots! And they're armed with antibodies. Look! They're destroying the robot's ability to get into the buildings. Thanks to messages from other parts of the immune system, the B-cells know exactly what kind of antibody to make to stop the exact germ they're fighting. Since these bad robots use their robot hand keys to get into the building, the B-cell monsters are throwing perfectly shaped clamps that fit over the hand keys exactly. Try opening the door now, you stinky robot. Oh no, my hand keys are clamped. Now I'm stuck in the street with no defenses. And here comes a macrophage. 
Thanks for making my lunch easier to catch, B. Anytime, Mac. Bon appetit. Once the invasion of bad robots has been stopped, the general fighters like Mac the Macrophage and Phil the Neutrophil go back on patrol. The specialized fighters, the B-cell and T-cell monsters, clear out until called back. But there are a few B-cell and T-cell monsters that were involved in this battle that hang around, watching out in case this kind of bad robot comes back again. These are the B and T memory monsters. Hey, T, remember the time that bad robot with keys for hands tried to invade the city? Do I ever? Remember how you put those clamps on the key hands? <laughs> yeah, that was great. So if these key-handed robots come back, the friendly monsters will be able to fight it off even quicker than they did the last time. In your body, you have memory immune cells that do the same thing. They stick around to remind the body of what they learned in the fight, so that if a pathogen comes back, they can quickly wipe it out again. It's a genius system. Wow, I love imagining these friendly monsters protecting our bodies. I mean cities. I mean bodies. I totally get why you fell in love with the immune system, Colin. It's this whole kind of secret world constantly at work. I mean, most of us know what our hearts are up to. It's pumping blood through our bodies. And our lungs. Inhaling in that sweet, sweet oxygen and exhaling that carbon dioxide. And our tongues. Tasting. Sweat glands. Sweating. Stomachs. Stomaching. I mean, digesting. But if I said thymus, most people's response would be, huh? Huh? But the thymus is so important to the immune system. And the immune system is the best. So I'd say it's time to give the unsung heroes of the body some love. Colin, will you do the honors? Gladly. Bone marrow. To the brave bone marrow, the spongy yet mighty tissue found inside our bones, you constantly produce the cells we need. The red blood cells which carry oxygen through the body. And the awe-inspiring immune system cells, also called the white blood cells, which fight off germs, making the mistake of entering our bodies. For your constant manufacture of these important cells, we bestow upon you the medal of the unsung hero. Thymus. To the stunning thymus, the small yet powerful organ, gracefully seated above the heart. You worked so hard in our youth, producing all the T-cells we will ever have in our whole lives, and then you gently recede into retirement as our bodies become teenagers. For your important contribution of these many T-cells to our immune systems, we bestow upon you the Medal of the Unsun Hero. So we've heard a lot about the friendly monsters keeping our bodies healthy. And a question we've heard some people ask lately, if my immune system is so great, why do I need to get vaccines? It's like saying I have a brain I don't need to read. Uh, your immune system needs to be taught. That's Dr. Aza Gadir, immunologist and immune system expert. She's saying, even though we all have smartness already, it doesn't mean we shouldn't go out of our way to learn new things, like how to read. Or how to do a double Dutch jump rope. Or speak a new language. 
or memorize every single cell in the immune system. Exactly. Vaccines are like teaching your body something new. So by getting vaccines, you're making your immune system even smarter and stronger and better at protecting you from viruses and bacteria that want to infect you. Vaccines are essentially a snapshot of the infection itself so that your body can start to prepare itself. And if you ever encounter the real thing, you have those memory responses ready to go and you can get a head start on the process. Because sometimes those bad robots can make more and more copies of themselves, overwhelming the friendly monsters. And this is when you can get really sick. Right. And like we mentioned before, if your body has a memory of a bad thing, it can fight back faster. So the vaccines train your friendly monsters to be ready to fight the bad robots from the minute they hit the streets of your city. This is why for most vaccines, you need more than one dose. Right, because it can take a few lessons for this stuff to really sink in. The vaccines most of us get when we're little are all multiple doses. We just don't remember them because we were just babies when we started getting vaccinated against all sorts of bad robots. Your immune system gets better at recognizing the threat and actually expands the amount of memory cells that you have that are able to target that, that threat. And a way to think about this is that the immune system does something where with that first shot, you have this uh, activation of memory B cells and, and memory T cells in your system. And then when that second exposure happens shortly after, uh, your immune system goes into these pools of, of memory B cells and memory T cells that have been created and selects out like the best warriors, the, the cells that are able to respond the fastest and to bind the best and make the best antibodies. And it pulls those out and uses those as references for future uh, attacks from, from that threat. So immune systems are smart, but vaccines help make them even smarter. Okay, Molly, we've learned a lot today, but I want to see just how much immune system knowledge you have. Are you ready for a little pop quiz? A pop quiz? Oh, geez. Okay, Molly, you got this. <sighs> okay, ready, Colin. Here we go. The immune system pop, pop, pop quiz. Number one. T-cells are one of the most important white blood cells of the immune system and play a central role in fighting infection and may help fight cancer. Where in the body do T-cells develop? Okay, I think I know this one. T-cells develop in the thymus. Correct. Woo! Good job. Oh, thank you. Number two. White blood cells are a super important part of the immune system. What is another name for white blood cells? Okay. Um, another name for white blood cells is... Jonathan? Is that right? Do we no. call them Jonathan? No. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> no. We call them leukocytes. Leukocytes. Okay. Gotcha. Leukocytes. That's a but good word. But it was close. It Jonathan was and Luke. <laughs> Yeah, Jonathan and Luke are both names. <laughs> yes, yes, right. It should be Jonathan Ascites, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan Ascites. Okay, number three. Phagocytes are cells that surround and kill bad invaders in the body, like Mac the macrophage and fill the neutrophil in our city example. 
how many of these cells are there in one liter of blood? So like one large bottle of water's worth in blood. A, 3 billion. B, 10 billion. C, 17 billion. D, 6 billion. Okay, so you're asking me how many of these phagocytes, is that what you said, are in a liter of blood? Yeah. I'm glad you gave me some multiple choices because I was not going to say billions. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with D, 6 billion. Correct. (gasps) Wow, that was a lucky guess. Okay. Yay. (laughs) Okay, number four. We talked about lymph nodes. They are part of the lymphatic system that works with your immune system to keep you healthy. Which of the following is not part of the lymphatic system? A. Thymus. B. Spleen. C. Thyroid. D. Tonsils. Oof, D. Okay. A. Thymus. B. Spleen. C. Thyroid. D. Tonsils. I'm going to go with D. Tonsils. No. <gasps> No. Sorry. What's the answer? The answer is thyroid. <gasps> thyroid. Okay. And thyroid is? It's part of the endocrine system. Oh, yes. Very good. All right. Lastly, true or false, our immune system remembers every microbe that it has ever fought and defeated. True or false? It seems impossible but I'm feeling optimistic about the immune system, so I'm going to say true. Correct. (gasps) Yes. This seems that if a microbe enters the body for a second time, the immune system has a stored record that enables it to quickly recognize and fight off the microbe before it gets a chance to infect you. Wow. That is awesome. Good job, immune system. Yeah, nice work. I'm going to give you an I plus. I plus? I for the immune system. It's the highest grade. Congrats. You are now a fellow fan of our amazing immune system. I am so honored. Thank you for believing in me, and thanks to the immune system for keeping me healthy all these years. The immune system has lots of parts working to keep us safe. Skin and coughs and mucus and stomach acid all help to keep germs out. If pathogens do get in our bodies, we have innate immune cells as the first line of defense. With B cells and T cells ready to come in to fight in a more specialized way. Vaccines train our immune systems, making them stronger, smarter, and ready to fight germs from the moment they enter our bodies. That's it for this episode of Brains On. This episode was produced by Molly Bloom, Ruby Guthrie, Rosie DuPont, Manica Wilhelm, Mark Sanchez, Sandin Totten, and Anna Wiggle. Anna Goldfield is our esteemed fellow, and our executive producer is Beth Perlman. The executives in charge of APM Studios are Alex Schaffert, Lily Kim, and Joanne Griffith. And we had engineering help from Johnny Vince Evans. Many thanks to Nicole and Nathaniel Dykus, Carson, Nora, Coco Sanchez, Brant Miller, John Sklaroff, Tracy Mumford, and Stuart Bloom. Brands Honors is a non-profit public radio program. 
There are lots of ways you can support the show. You can donate, buy our books, or tell your friends about us. Head to brainson.org to find out more. Now, Colin, are you ready to go back to that mystery sound? Yes. All right. Let's hear it again. Maybe one more time. Do you have any new thoughts? No, because this time I actually heard like a low buzzing before the sounds that kind of sounded like a car driving. So Mm. I still think it's maybe an old fashioned car or maybe like one of those play horns that clowns use or something. Sure. Some kind of horn. All right. Do you want to hear the answer? Yes. Here's the answer. Hi, my name is Aiden. And my name is Aiden. We live in Prague, Czech Republic. And that was the sound of me blowing, pressing the air out of my bagpipes right before putting them away. A bagpipe. You were very close. Like a horn is very similar. Blowing air, making music. Yeah, I knew it had to do something about air. Yes. So you were actually close as opposed to me saying Jonathan. So good job. Nice work. Don't forget to check out the Moment of Um podcast where right this very minute we have an answer to the question, what is tree bark made of? I spy a list of beautiful names that have sprouted up. It's the Brain's Honor Roll. These are the incredible listeners who send us their questions, ideas, mystery sounds, drawings, and high fives. Sky from Eugene, Oregon, Luna from Topsham, Maine, Krisha from Shoreview, Minnesota, Henry from Brisbane, Australia, Julia and Lucas from Dedham, Massachusetts, Charlotte from San Francisco, Ian from Columbia, Maryland, Katrina from Cary, North Carolina, Finley and Edith from Sydney, Australia, Sebastian from Raleigh, North Carolina, Delaney from Casper, Wyoming, Alice from Fredericksburg, Virginia, Abe from Boise, Idaho, Madison and Alex from Pennsylvania, Kaliana from Bothell, Washington, Gabriel and Adrian from Newberry Park, California, Ruthie Ray from Kansas City, Ellie and Owen from Atlanta, Henry from Glasgow, Scotland, Julio from Toronto, Elizabeth from Newton, Massachusetts, Oliver from Florida, Phoebe and Scarlett from Arkansas, Jackson from Wangaparoa, New Zealand, Drew from Noblesville, Indiana, Elizabeth from Newton, Massachusetts, Audrey and Roger from Loveland, Colorado, Henley from Springfield, Missouri, Vera from Arlington, Virginia, Arjun from Arlington Heights, Illinois, Kaylin and Mark from Cocoa, Florida, Carter from Upper Marlboro, Maryland, Emma from New York City, Julia from Cincinnati, Oscar and Ruby from Snohomish, Washington, Samuel from Vaughan, Ontario, Ari and Remy from Campsie, Australia, Chloe and Hannah from Saskatchewan, Emmy and Case from Chatham, Ontario, Adina from Israel, Haley from Kitchener, Ontario, Sarah from St. Louis Park, Minnesota, Maya from Portland, Oregon, Sophia from Menlo Park, California, Kieran and Ryland from San Francisco, Sophia from Beijing, Ruben from East Grinstead, United Kingdom, Phineas and Cece from Toronto, Bobo from Weaverville, North Carolina, Oliver from Modesto, California, Zephram from Tucson, Arizona, Mateo from Hudson, Ohio, Ella, Avery and Hope from Falls Church, Virginia, Leah from Beijing, Corey from Cincinnati, Orion and Lockley from Victoria, British Columbia, Nora from Fullerton, California, Oliver from San Francisco, Francisco, Asher, Brooke, and Brenner from St. Petersburg, Florida, Aston from New York, Skylar from Zealand, Michigan, Kiko from Joshua, Texas, Daniel from Garden Grove, California, Ramona from Lexington, Kentucky, Oliver and Elliot from Bend, Oregon, Julian and Louisa from St. Louis, Missouri, Otta from Salt Lake City, Ethan, Asher, and Zeke from Shawnee, Kansas, James from Singapore, and Olivia, Gabriel, Abigail, and Eliana from Kelseyville, California. We'll be back soon with more answers to your questions. Thanks for listening.